Yo, yo, what's happening news? Welcome to another amazing episode of kpfitandwell.co, sponsored by the podcast studio Glasgow. I'm your host KP and I spoil you and I've got another good episode with my pal Jenny from Mellow Mamas because actually she is a Mellow Mama so I'm like, ah, right, hold on, what's your secret here because I feel like a crazy bitch mama so I was wanting to get her on for some tips and advice for some of you gals. Now you know babies aren't really my thing, I'm not really bothered. She is a baby machine, she's got hundreds of babies, she knows about babies, she knows about you mamas so enjoy this episode, share me, tag me, do whatever you need to do but most of all, enjoy. I've got you on because my listeners are like mums and they want to be mellow mummies. But um, so what kind of thing is that you do on that side of things? Because this is something, to be honest, I've never really wanted to have a baby myself. I had the reoccurring nightmare since I've been like 11 about being pregnant, yeah. genuinely. Uh-huh. Wow. And so I've never, it's, I need to be interested in something to really start to research it. And that's when my OCD kicks in. So See, like the pregnancy and the preparation for pregnancy. Yeah. So when I get a pregnant yeah. client, I'm like, ah, mm, yeah, no, not for me. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's do you good know, to I, you I on. love that. Like you, you do what lights you up, and yeah. that's where you, that's your zone of genius, right? And things that you're not interested in, that's not your zone of genius. So I love that you won't hold so honest. You can be like, no, that's not for me. Um, because there's a lot of people out there who'll be like, yeah, just come on, hundred percent. I'll take They'll your money look- and I'll try and uh-huh. figure it out along the way. What's making money um, right now? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, major man. Yeah, but I I see what you mean about like when you when you know about something, it becomes more and more interesting. And I think that's totally pregnancy for me. Like I've had three babies now, but first pregnancy, like you do you don't know what you don't know, right? Like uh-huh. you can say that about so many things, but we're not taught about physiological birth in school or growing up. No. And what the media portrays to us, what's in movies, what we hear on the news, what we see on the newspaper. Not that I read a newspaper, but I know what what's given to us, like what is fed to us is a narrative of um that is very majority of the time it's very far from what a physiological so it's not like what I'm, what I'm thinking like pure oh the screaming and the, the legs going everywhere and all the <laughs> but still are you envisioning like Rachel and friends ah, screaming I yeah Ross and like, Rachel like I mean is this what it <laughs> is it what it's like yeah <laughs> is it I mean <laughs> like maybe <laughs> maybe it does happen for some people but a physiological birth that is started spontaneously like this is your body doing its job mm-hmm. is totally different and it can be a really empowering ecstatic time um like looking back at my labors the the first one was induced so my my first two girls I went to 42 weeks plus three days so uh-huh. thinking that due dates are bs anyways are they do they just pick a random fucking date and go that's your due date (laughs) kind of due dates come from like the 1800s is when some guy i don't even know his name but some Some guy decided this is how we're gonna organize some fucking guys really is a guy yeah and so they take it from the first day of your last period 
So whenever that, when you're, when you started bleeding for the last time, that is day one of you being pregnant. But of course, you're actually not, you've not conceived yet. You probably won't conceive until two weeks later, approximately, when you ovulate. So, <laughs> laughing at your face. I'm just like waiting for the baby yeah. coming so, out the vagina. Yeah, I mean, due dates are very questionable. A lot of people just call them like guest guest dates now or say they've got a due month. But um, so my funny first because... two girls went to 42 weeks and they would typically say like 37 to 42 is classes like full term. So, But anything over 40 weeks, everybody starts to panic. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's what I, I just say. waited so for like... like body to do its job the due dates are like a, are like a real thing like because people are like oh, coming up to their due date and they do start to get really restless panicky when the baby mm. isn't here on the exact date and then you get yeah. induced with what what is that mm. do you get hoovered oh what is it what is it what how do you get induced <laughs> what is this oh gosh well I was actually induced with my first so talking about like don't know what you don't know I did not know the on like the the amount of pressure that would be given to me from maybe like thirty nine weeks onwards. Pressure from like midwives and any 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 healthcare provider at the hospital really being like wanting to intervene somehow, wanting to get you get you going and get baby out. How um, can you tell me that, Joe? how like what is the process of there's that? a few different ways that they'll do it so um it can be done through synthetic oxytocin okay it can be done through which i think that's the cannula one um or it can be done through a pessary going up to your cervix which is what i had um and that's like a hormonal release pessary um there's another couple of ways that they can do it, um, which sometimes they'll say is like a more natural way, but actually there's no natural induction. Right. There's no, it? it doesn't exist. A natural induction doesn't exist. Yeah. If you're inducing labour, it's not natural. Um, so doing like a membrane sweep, so you might hear about people going in for a sweep. Yeah. That's <laughs> really a form of nah. induction as well. Uh-huh. Um, there's so another thing called like the holy bulb, which is like a little balloon balloon looking thing which would go up to your cervix and be I guess inflated maybe to like start opening things and softening things but the induction process is is it for me I'll only I'll only speak from my from my experience Mm -hmm. for it but it was it was wild like the contractions were rough because it's it's fake (laughs) it's like your body has been like forced into it's that logical it's not your body doing its job and it's a totally different style Mm. of pain like the pain from physiological birth contractions is very different from the pain of falling and breaking your leg Mm -hmm. so the pain of your body doing its job is like it's a fatigue pain it's a a a muscular endurance pain like your body's Mm -hmm. working so hard um but induction for me was um it felt really like hard and fast. It felt like I was on a roller coaster that I like couldn't get a breath from. Wow. Um, whereas shit. the two physiological births were really, really different, really calm, really like 
a lot a lot of downtime in between the contractions and not a, like yeah. a length of time but just the ability to conserve energy in between the contractions was there whereas the, the induction was just like boom 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 they're coming they're coming hard and fast um so completely different births for me second and third time um because they were they were physiological that's massive like that's crazy isn't it like for me yeah just yeah. let your body do the natural thing and obviously your body is prepared to do that but if you think about it getting bringing it on fast is going to it's going to have some sort of effect and there's there's uh, so many implications that can come with that and you know I, I'm not like I won't be able to like list them all off for you or anything like that but that there's just it's if anybody's been asked for or told which is another thing a lot of times you're told like okay we're going to induce you or yeah. we're going to book you in for your induction um which is coercion because you as the, the the birth in person you're in control of what happens to you and your body but how things are put to you are often in a very coercive language and if you don't know what you don't know you yeah. go along with it wow and you think that you're in the right hands and Inductions should be really considered, really highly considered. And I would say if somebody is listening and they're like, "Oh my goodness, that's me. That's where I'm at." Like, reach out for for some 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 help somewhere, maybe to a doula or something who can support you with some like evidence based research or things like that. But it's also good to do this research like before it comes because when that was posed to me, I like thirty nine, forty weeks pregnant. You're so tired. You're completely done in. Do you want to meet baby? And I'm like, I don't want to read a book. Like, yeah, do you know for offering me a really good book that I should read, but I wish yeah, I'd read it like 15 weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? It's so I'm going to sit and read a book that. at that point. Like that, that to me is crazy. And you were saying that you obviously do all this preparation before. I was talking to um, my missus last night about babies and stuff. And she said when they bring the, you have your baby, they bring in like a video to watch. Or something like that, not to shake the baby, and also how to bath a baby. Oh gosh! All in right. one. I'm like the day after you gave birth, you're just like, that. I'd be like, why didn't? How have you not been taught how to bath a baby like yeah. seven weeks ago when you were actually compass mentis and you didn't just give birth to a person? Like, oh, bath gosh. a baby yeah. on the day the baby comes. <laughs> like to me, that's late. <laughs> that's not prepared. Do you know what I mean? That's you no. grabbing a snack out the petrol station. That's like. <laughs> what the fuck do you know what I mean like so do you do and you don't even need when... to bath your baby at first you can just leave them with all their like amniotic fluid and all their good stuff on them and all the, the vernix on their skin is really good for them I didn't bath my my babies for like two weeks or three yeah. weeks sometimes no just so that they could yeah, give, them the a wee, give them a wee wipe down you know if they're like sick on themselves or something like obviously keep them did you Clean it, then like fully submerge them in water, but also because they're umbilical cord, they say not to get that too wet. So, D did you eat that the placenta? Yeah, I did I the first two times. <laughs> I thought you did. I didn't like munch it. I wasn't like getting the steak knife out. <laughs> oh. So I did encapsulation with the first two, so I sent okay. it off, and it came back in capsule form. So it gets like. I guess freeze dried or something dried out yeah. and then put into capsules but I actually have my third one in the freezer <laughs> just what just in case what are you wanting for dinner tonight just I've got um, some fish some placenta thanks for the peas. <laughs> oh, no thanks 
Get out of here. Sorry. No, you would love that. It's literally like in the freezer. I was going to do encapsulation this time, but I don't know. I just didn't feel really drawn to it this time. Um, all the evidence about placenta encapsulation is all anecdotal. And I guess like the first two times postpartum, it's said like anecdotally to help with postpartum hormones. Is and it actually like though? How is you're it... feeling postpartum. It's all anecdotal. Don't know. Really. I can't find anything on it either. Like about no. the kind of eating the placenta. Obviously, I'm like, I love to be at optimum health. So I'm like, can I get somebody's placenta tea if it had? I'll have a to lot... in the freezer. Yeah, I know. I'm now it. thinking. <laughs> but I'm like, is there not much evidence? But did you feel the diff? Were you like that? I'm eating this placenta and I feel fucking brilliant. Or did you have I felt a dip in your mood post- and stuff? Postpartum. Did you? I, I mean, there is like a really big drop. And it's typically, I think, day three into day four, depends when your milk comes in. But I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think it's the biggest estrogen drop of your life. Is it? Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. In one it? day, like literally in a short period of time. Wow. And so you're just like, what the fuck uh-huh. is going on? Um, and so that's a day when a lot of people really feel like, holy crap. And I think when it's your first time, like for me when it was my first time and that happened I'm like oh my god is this how I'm going to feel like is this is this it but you know you're on a roller coaster it's up and down there's waves of it um but experiencing that big drop and just well I didn't know that at the time I didn't know that it was because of that I didn't um, know that I just thought I feel I feel terrible I'm just crying all the time what, uh, it even was though like I feel quite happy I'm not sure what's going on. Fucking um, perimenopause. That's and I was that taking, is tough. That is tough. Um, I was taking the placentas the first two times, so I don't know. Um, but I was all right for like milk supply and, and things like that. And then this third time round, I've been doing a lot more in the past, maybe like a year, two years ish. Been doing a lot more herbal medicine. Okay. So I had a herbal medicine mixture from Lucy Bradley the medicinal herbalist um, for postpartum and I was like I'm going to be take I'm going to take this and see how it go and then I'm going to keep the placenta and if I feel like I need some extra help I'll do, maybe, maybe do the encapsulation but I haven't felt drawn to it this time around so it's just sitting there in my freezer I was thinking about burying it just like making like a like a nice little ah, tree of it I think fry it I was wondering, you know, see, when, because you take care of yourself and you probably, it's not that you obviously would sail through it, but you would maybe be a better place to deal with the fact that your estrogen's dropped, the new baby, the broken sleep. Like, yeah. that obviously takes, do you work with mums who are not taking care of themselves? Do you see a big difference in, like, lifestyle, how you cope with having the new baby? Do you know what I mean? It's the same for me when people hit perimenopause, the ones with a good lifestyle. It's a rocky, but it's better than yeah. the ones that don't. I Do you see a so. difference think, with the... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, you know, it can kind of show itself in how they're talking about their experience or how they're talking about where they're at. And, uh, you know, it'd be the same for you. Like, it's so different, like, person to person. And, you know, I always try and very much, like, stay in my own lane about what I'm providing for people and refer them off for for other stuff and so I'll often refer people for for herbal herbal medicine like or suggest they mm-hmm. look into that 
because um, it's really worked for me. So, um, yeah, I do think it has a big part to play in how you how you look after yourself. And it's it's hard. Those first, like the early days of a new baby, is is it's hard, regardless mm-hmm. of if your birth was amazing or if your birth was really difficult. Like it's it's hard, and it can it will be harder if the birth was difficult, of course. Um, but a lot of that can come down to the, that like preparation stage. So like during pregnancy, rather than burying your head in the sand and being like, I just need to get through pregnancy. I just want to meet the baby. Like that's the time to to do some work. Like yeah. you need to do some work if you want to have, a, you know, a, a good supportive hip, uh, postpartum. And there's, what, you know, there's so many things that you can think of with that. Like what do you thinking do about do people who, yeah. Thinking about people who are around you is a big one. Like, yeah, who's in your space? Um, a lot of people will will say no to visitors for a couple of weeks just so they can just be on their own with their maybe their partner or maybe one support person, maybe a family member or something like that. But really considering who's in your space and what energy they're bringing. Um, a lot of people want to meet the baby and want to have a cuddle of the baby. And I actually never do, but I know what you mean. It's kind of a busy time for the new mum, mm. and you've got and you feel a bit of a riot, don't you? And like, oh, completely. You're bleeding, you're sweating, you're leaking, you're in pain. Sometimes you've got stitches to deal with and open wounds to deal with. Like that. Like, do you want a so cup of tea? Going on and and that is not what you should be doing at all. Like people, mm. there's so much sort of. Um, I guess like maybe social conditioning around that postpartum time um, with, with visitors as well, being like, oh, I, I need to now invite all of my family over to meet the baby. And um, yeah. Did you see that? Me. You're like that. I've not washed no. the baby for two weeks. And you're like, never mind, I'll just leave it. <laughs> not washing the baby, speaking calm. No. No. Uh, I, mean, I can't really remember. I, like I guess with having the other two girls this time it was like Do there was a bit more people around. Two girls and a boy. Okay. Yeah, third one was a baby boy. And they've all been surprised genders, so Oh, did you not do the gender reveal party? No. I know. No. Not for your Instagram. That's just not me. That's not, not the big vibe. I mean some of them are crazy now. Some of them are fucking like actual <laughs> airplanes going past. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the ones with the people with the balloons? And then for some reason, accidentally <laughs> let it go. And they don't know the balloons floating yeah. up and they're like, fuck no. I know, man, it's, it's crazy. I think that I wouldn't, I don't think I'd do a gender reveal either. You need some sort of fucking surprise, don't you? Do you know, there's, I don't know if there's really too many real, genuine surprises. Not when you're an adult. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Council yeah. tax bill coming through the door. Why is that going up? That's a surprise. A positive surprise. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I agree with you. It's like something, it's like also even on Instagram, how everything's on there. And sometimes you just think, fuck man, remember like 2000? Remember that day? Remember those years where it was like, <laughs> good old days. Nothing happening. You didn't know what somebody's eating for their dinner. You didn't know what their baby <laughs> was going to be. Isn't it? Gosh, I know. I know. There's so, there's so much information just like at our fingertips and, it really like clogs up your brain space, your head space. Like, I don't, I don't need to know like what you're saying, like who had what for dinner. It's and crazy, isn't to, it? Like, yeah, I, nice. I do try and be really quite um, careful with with what I consume uh, on 
it's important it is actually important to 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 be mindful of what you're consuming and i think as well obviously i'm getting mums out the other end of it you're getting the preparation of the mums i get them after do you know what i mean when they're a wreck and they're watching things on instagram we're like whatever that bird's called that does all the cleaning she's got all the babies and then she's like crafting (laughs) and then she's got a fucking perfect (laughs) house and then she's crafting and you're like that you fucking get sick in your hair (laughs) placenta in your freezer running about like do you know what I mean and I think there's a load for mad mums they're busy they're fucking mums it's you're up to your eyes and shite when yeah. you're a mum aren't you and then you see people uh, perfect mums on Instagram and you're no. like oh I'm failing at this I'm rubbish yeah, at this yeah. mum job and I think that yeah. is one of the hardest things that I deal with because I'm really yeah. honest about the kids like I find it honestly the hardest thing I see Stacey and I think that is the fucking worst job. I would rather go out to work any day of the week than be left in with these children. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think that yeah, yeah, online yeah. there's not that kind of honesty. So you're like, ah, yeah. how am I going to do this? Baking fresh fucking cookies. Like, do you know what I mean? I it's hard, I know. Hard, man. And you know how they've got that, like, when if you're an influencer or something, they'll say, if you've been gifted something, you have to say it's gifted or say it's an ad. Hashtag yes. ad. Yes. They should do that for, like, postpartum reality. <laughs> I'll be like, hashtag lies. Hashtag, hashtag lie. Yeah. Hashtag lies. I mean, this is just one room you can see. <laughs> I mean, it's like Monica's yeah. fucking cupboard. Yeah. But it's, I think that's a tough part. So, do you get like yeah. women mentally prepared for like being a new mum? Because there's a thing that happens, isn't there, when you're a new mum? It's like now you're not just like the person you were, you're now a mum. It's like oh, a new role in your life. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, psychological. Yeah shifts happen I think it's quite hard for a lot of people to adjust mm-hmm. to the the mum role absolutely it? absolutely so like that moment of becoming a mum like you step into matrescence which is like adolescence right uh-huh. and there's so much that happens with that that we understand and we acknowledge and as a society we like make space for <laughs> adolescence mm-hmm. right but not so much matrescence um so yeah you're you're a different person each time like you will you know there's I don't even know what the quote is I'll totally make it up <laughs> but something about you know yes you're going to meet your baby but there's another person you're going to meet when you give birth and that's the new yeah. you like, and you will change each time like with every child there's going to be a, a, a new version of yourself um and there yeah there is a lot that you can do in the preparation stages like during pregnancy for that and I think there's so much power in having a coach yes and also like if you're in the right mindset and the right if you have and you're in the right mindset really self-coaching so working through some exercises doing some journaling all that kind of thing and can really help with stepping into matrescence in that time and you know, a big a big part of that is is your the identity shift and like what makes you you. You might not be able to do anymore. Yes, like you might not be able to go out this Saturday morning hike at Loch Lomond that you would do every week, um, but or whatever it is, like you just you're either not going to be in the right headspace, won't have the time, and I think when you if you don't do the work to realize that and know when those feelings come up like what you're what is actually underlying those feelings is it because you've lost that part of yourself 
um I think it, yeah it's really powerful to be able to acknowledge like where's yes, this coming I from think, I think that's major and then a big a really good thing that you can do during that time is like scale everything scale everything down I like to think of everything being scalable like say mm -hmm. it is like I don't even know where hiking in Loch Lomond came from as an example there I, I, I don't, don't really do that I don't know where <laughs> I thought of that I was like it's a nice day I was like, you used nice to day for a walk <laughs> Um, but as an example if that is something that somebody does and that's like a big part of their life and maybe their life revolves around that and their friendship circle revolves around that <clears throat> can it scale up and can it scale down so in postpartum or even just early early motherhood I mean we say postpartum like what is the timeline of that like, mm -hmm. that's defined by you you know it could be a year it could be forever it could be six weeks you define your own postpartum but um scale things back like scale it right down so you know maybe it's just in allowing yourself to like fully enjoy opening the window and getting some fresh air in if you can't even go outside like you could scale the enjoyment such, of that being outside all the way down to just into like like let's just this saturday morning hikes with the friends and then it's like that now you're sitting in a soft play how do you like that how do you like that for a fucking swap just sit next to the but window. You need to find those. You need to find five minutes to do 100%. something. And yeah, you do, and, like and I'll see it with Stacey. She's like the girls will be having that an absolute hellish time, but then they could be sleeping, and she's like that. Look at their eyelashes, though. I'm like that. Yeah. Fucking cannot even bear them <laughs> right now. But she still finds those like the mum moments. Do you know what yeah. I mean? When it's like, yeah. I suppose it's just a different chapter of your life. I like the idea as well, though, of journaling, like right through mm. and then the yeah. next bit of your journal when you were a mum because you've got that would be like a nice thing to have as a sort of keepsake isn't it yeah like you, absolutely. And then as you shift and you can read it back and be like yeah God, I didn't know the Who's pen that? Down. <laughs> remember me I used to you be know, fun yeah. like read it <laughs> fun me you know I mean? <laughs> yeah so I've got um, a journal that people can work through like yes. a workbook for pregnancy and a, a bit of a there's a lot of self-coaching and there like lots of different little activities that you can do and um, different practices that you can implement what's some of the activities stuff that you can to. do in your journal what's some of the the things I should have had in your journal have, like had one to be like yeah, that just shows you how much it's not a salesperson <laughs> when some people come on the podcast they're wearing a t-shirt saying ask me about my book uh, you're not even fucking got none <laughs> But I know that you did a journal because obviously you were going to help me out with one. But yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a such a cool thing, like the pregnancy journal idea, because people yeah. need prompts to do stuff, don't they? So I'm just wondering yeah. what some of the activities that you get yeah. people to do in it. Well, one of them that I love is called like I am. So thinking of it's actually like kind of what I was just talking about there with like those things that you love, because there is such an identity shift and such a shift with the demand on your time and your energy um, and your focus, then it's about reminding yourself like who you are. A hundred percent. Yes, like there's this huge new role that is going to demand so much of your life. But who is who's Jenny? Like who is she out with being a mum? Um and so there's prompts like that to be like, you know, what are those things that bring you joy? Um you know what are the things that light up what are the things that fill your cup um there's a bit and it's about like making a little like self-care menu so because 
oftentimes when you're if you're sleep deprived and you're like holy yeah. flip what is mm -hmm. going on and someone's like okay baby's baby's sleeping I've, I've got like maybe an hour I could do something and you're just like paralyzed with overwhelm yeah what could I do I could like uh I don't know I don't know what to do I know that I need to fill my cup in some way just just sleep yeah read, but you've got your, like have a bath your brain what's going on yeah yeah <laughs> so like make do this before like make yourself that's like, so that's such a good a, a little like menu mm -hmm. being like right what do I want from my menu seat and of course like you're not going to do it every day of course you're going to forget of course you're going to think oh well, I'd rather empty the dishwasher but like there's going to be a time where you're like right I know I need to take care of myself a little bit more like I'm rather than that's so good xyz I'm going to read or I'm yeah going to read for it's five like a minutes wee SOS like yeah do you know that you've yeah, written like yourself that. Yeah. which is actually a good idea because I get it all the time and I'll get mums coming in and sometimes I think they've started training too early so like they're in the gym you just see they're scrambled I'll say something like what is it you do for fun that is the hardest question for like mums oh, yeah. to answer not like yeah. women yeah but mostly mums because they just don't know what they do for fun anymore. Yeah. They're like, yeah, make make pack lunches. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they just <laughs> yeah. like completely lost themselves in the mum role. Yeah, that yeah, that like who's Jenny? They don't they don't know anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And I think that's a bit tragic. And I think as well for me, it's the unravel of the health and putting on weight and not mm -hmm. being happy with themselves. I think it all kind yeah. of stems from. They've just basically put themselves to the bottom of the pile. They're totally lost in mum life. Mm. And I find it hard to barely pull them out. What can you say? Just fucking leave your kids. Mom to the gym to do Adams. You can't. Yeah. So it's like that. No. What would be the right way to go about that for yeah. people? Do you know what I mean? To like yeah. get themselves yeah. back into a place where they're like, hey, I'm feeling quite good. But it's it's mm -hmm. a it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's that scalability thing as well. Like what was something that you loved before like tell me about yourself 10 years ago like five years ago two years ago one year ago what did you love what did you do for fun and like hopefully there's a wholesome activity in there and it's not just going out clubbing at the weekend or something like that but and then what is that activity what is that thing how can you scale it back mm -hmm. and how can and you do it in five minutes rather than five hours you said as well when we were talking mm -hmm. the other day about the friends like what you mm. said, sometimes if your friends it was doing crazy CrossFit competitions and now you can't, do you know what I mean? Like, but that's what your friends are still doing. And as an yeah. adult, to make friends, I'm quite happy not having friends. So this isn't an appeal for people to message me to be my friend. I'm actually <laughs> fine. Uh, but, you know, for new mums, and I know there's an app called Peanut or something. There's like a friend app. Uh, yeah, that's right. Mums. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yep, there is. I know a lot of people, you know, well, I remember when one of my friends had a baby and I think back to how I was for her and like, I definitely wasn't like a very supportive friend at that point. I just had no idea. I had no yeah. idea what she was going through. And so, you know, relationships can change and we're still friends, by the way. Like, and then I had a baby and I was like, by the way, I'm really sorry. I was a friend for you a few years yeah. ago. She's like, I apologize. Okay. I get it. Well. <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> um, and I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, you were going. <laughs> how do you make friends when you get fucking all these babies? <laughs> As an adult, 
yeah I mean the relationships can really change at that time and you know like I'm sure people can relate to like that feeling of being in a busy room but feeling really lonely mm-hmm. and, and you're come up a lot as and, well I, and in the baby groups like I remember going to book bug at the library and I think we started going there when my firstborn was like six weeks old and you go in and there's loads of other mums and loads of other babies and what I I was like oh cool like I'll probably meet some new mum friends and we'll go for coffee after book bug and you know just have a lovely time and show this like ideal friend mum will live nearby and our friends will grow up together and they'll play out in the gardens together Uh and it'll be great it'll be great and then you kind of get there and like everybody's really just absorbed with their own baby and then we do this strange thing where we all like talk to each other through our babies that's very strange oh hey Tula say hi to Joshua say hi to Joshua's mum like and then you're like I thought you meant like hold the baby you know? up at the face and be like, "Hey, how are you?" Like a like a puppet I mean, probably happens too. Like and so you kind of you mums might like put themselves in a situation where they they are surrounded by other mums, thinking like, "Oh, like this will be great. It'd be nice to chat to another new mum." And it might not quite happen. So I think there's you know there's a lot to be said with like just being a bit more intentional with actually like talking to the mum that the yeah. other mum that's there that you know isn't isn't chatting to anybody or saying hi to somebody at the playground and um but I, I was feeling that as well especially this time around I was like maybe like four weeks or so postpartum and I was getting back out to go on a walk like I live really close to Glasgow Green so just like getting out a walk around mm-hmm. the green every day I was like that's my routine like Okay, it might sometimes be at nine o'clock in the morning, sometimes it's at three o'clock in the afternoon, but I'm gonna get try and get a walk most days of the week. And I'm walking around and I'm seeing like other mums walking around as well. And I'm like, we're all doing similar loads of us out here in this park, we're all pushing prams, like little ants just like at different points of the park. I'm like, it'd be nice to have some conversation. So I started a a wee walking group for Glasgow Green for mums. It's a gateway for mums to meet. Um, is it busy? Are you, you know, get, like, are you getting people? There's loads of people that want to come along. Yeah, I started so a good. WhatsApp group and it's just like growing every day. Because I think Great. I've kind of spoke to it from my perspe- experience of like, this is happening for me. Is it happening for anybody else? Do you want to hang out? Do you want to go walk and get a coffee? <laughs> um, so it's nice, like low pressure way of just, I think as well, but walking and, meeting and having friends. yeah the baby in the pram. So the baby's out kind of away from you, so you can actually have a talk. If your baby's have sitting there, see sometimes when I'm tra- I coach people <laughs> online and see if the baby's there, they're like that. Yeah, the baby's pulling the hair, and they're like, "No, my diet's been good this week." Yeah, and um, <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I'm trying. Yeah. I've been I've been to the gym, and I'm like that fucking strap that baby down somewhere. So yeah. like, obviously, <laughs> if you want to meet new friends, you're in the the pram, and the baby and you can actually yeah. get a bit of chat. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah, a much absolutely. Better idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Um, and you know, making friends as an adult is really hard. I can't make friends a as lot an adult. Of like, it's kind of weird, right? Like, yeah, hey, like, you obviously look used to go to the arches, <laughs> the arches, and I'd have new friends for life all the time. Like that, you're my best friend. Absolutely love you. Never see them again. Yeah, but friends as an adult, it's like. 
Plus, I don't drink. I don't, I don't drink, so I'm like no. a unicorn in Scotland. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't drink? Nah, we're, we're not compatible as friends. Don't trust but... you. Don't trust oh, you. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So it is. Oh. Making friends as an adult is a weird yeah. thing. It's a it? huge part of what I, um, like, what I've kind of made Mellow Mamas stand for is, is maternal friendships, really, and such a big help, like, just to have that other, those other people and sometimes people out with your initial friendship group it's it, it opens up different avenues of conversation like when I do the re- retreat days some people will come together like as friends or I've had sisters come together and we'll do a circle where there's like intentional conversation and I'll kind of prompt the conversation with a few questions like where to go and create space for these like really beautiful conversations and shares and like insights for people that is what is needed Hundred oh, percent. So it's so good. It's magical. Honestly, the way. Just so you know, but... never invite me to that. I don't <laughs> want to go to that. I don't want to go to that. But like, this is why I like you so much. You're so honest. You're like, no, fuck that. That's no, not, not for me. me. Uh, it was like I'll that. split the friends up or split the sisters up. So like, you have to go with somebody that you you don't know. Yeah, and you're they're able to open up often. Yeah. That's just, that's just it's just such a good idea because it's definitely something I see see in my membership it's like a community of women and it's groups I find that women actually mm-hmm. do better in groups because I've trained one-to-one for like 20 years and they do all right they go off and do their workout and that's fine but see in a group setting I think women do thrive a bit better maybe it's extra accountability maybe it's people yeah. on the same page you know I struggled yesterday or I struggled the day before Instead yeah. of just coming to a one single person as a PT yeah. who, do you know what I mean? I think women definitely do better in like a tribe. You know what I'm saying? I totally get that. I totally get mm-hmm. that. I think a lot of times, you know, if you're if you're in a group situation or like like that, in person or virtual, like if somebody else shares something, it's probably going to spark for loads of people in that group. And mm-hmm. so they're able to just like access a different level of understanding through other people some people will just want to like give the words to something in a different way or just verbalize Mm -hmm. something differently and you're like god actually yeah I'm totally feeling that as well or like I'm celebrating that as well I just didn't like have the words for it I didn't understand it or I didn't sometimes it's also you just haven't acknowledged it because you're so bloody busy I think I think I think it can feel lonely if you're struggling and then if other people are struggling I think okay and then you know what it's like everybody gets to bitch about their man as well they love it don't they (laughs) whereas if you're bitching about your man I'm normal at well I agree with your man actually you are annoying yeah so it's better when we're all bitched together isn't it yeah I think I think what you're doing is something very good so you're going to create like a big huge thing out of this now that you've got all the time Lulu, I know you feel like kids it... leeching on but obviously mm. Lulu Lemon's closed yeah. now so yeah Lulu Lemon my past 12 years of my life is closed um good so yeah I don't I don't know exactly what's next for me but um definitely a wee bit more of a focus on Mellow Mamas probably from about the summer um once my little man is a bit more um able to go with the grands or something like that go with some childcare, and I'll get back to doing my retreat days and um, hosting the circles and things doing like that 100 um, so yeah it's it's good like Mellow Mamas has always been on the side of my full-time job and 
Um, now I'm not sure what exactly this is going to look like, so it's quite exciting. Quite exciting. I, I, I definitely think listening to it, I'm like, there's definitely a need for this, especially I'm in all about all the women, so I'm like, they need to, I would love to have somebody like you to pass them on to, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's. I think you would be time yeah. to expand on it's, that. You know, thing. it's so special when women just get together with a similar intention. Yes. And, you know, if you're putting something out there, typically it's going to be a similar mindset, people that are getting attracted to you. And um, the retreats, our, our circles are, are so, so powerful. And, you know, it doesn't need to be me, but if somebody's, like, listening, they're like, that sounds kind of interesting. Like, there's loads of them happening. Um you could seek one out quite mm -hmm. quite quickly. Um, there is, there is, for sure. There's, yeah, there's loads of them now. They're, they're just amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I see loads of them now. And everybody brings their own their own spin to them. You know, there's not a set prescription for a retreat or a women's circle. It's, you know, the facilitator is going to bring themselves to it and bring their skills and their interests and kind of steer the day. And um, I always steer very loosely and create a lot of space for just what's what's coming up and it, they're always co-created as well like whoever comes along like that melting pot of people is going to be so yeah, unique that is what you makes know it, if it was it? one it's... person different it'd be a different day yeah so, yeah no it is cool like they're that. really cool but it's getting yeah. so popular the women's stuff like I'm seeing lots yeah. of the women going into the cold dipping and stuff like that yeah. all wearing white in the drum to, to do and stuff like that <laughs> I've not seen I'd that. No. Sauna, but it's fine, yeah. you know. I'd rather sit somewhere. Me and my water. partner just got a a cool oh, yeah, and we put it on our balcony. Um, which we live on the seventh floor, so I'm like, feel a bit weird about that it's out there. But it's a strong balcony, so don't worry. But um, it's it, I can see it right now. It's looking at me. I hate it, <laughs> I, and people are like. But it's it's making you do something that you don't want to do. And I'm like, I live with three women. I do something I don't want to do <laughs> multiple times a day. So I'm not getting in my fucking wheelie bin full of ice. Thanks very much. Do you know what I mean? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I you're testing that window of tolerance in other ways. <laughs> Thanks. You know what I mean? Well, another <laughs> thing you add to the list of shit. I hate that. I'll just leave it. I'll read a fucking book and go in a bath. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's popular, man. I wish I'd thought of it first. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's bothering me. <laughs> but I, I've seen pictures of you and you're really bit out the back. Yes, kidding on, making fun of these. <laughs> I'm fully clothed with my dog. How did you get out of that wheelie bin? I had to. It was, you'd be surprised <laughs> and, and stuff I do. The other day I was doing a video and I had the phone sellotaped to the kitchen door and Stacey just walked by like that. What is going on? Here <laughs> You know, it's like hard work, mate. Hard work. I like that. I, I admire your efforts for content. It's, yeah. it's tough out there. It's a saturated <laughs> market, isn't it? I actually really enjoy doing things like that. It's like a creative outlet for me. I'm yeah. quite arty and all that. Yeah. So I, I like coming up with weird shit and doing it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, see, before you go, right, what does self care mean to you? This is my last question. I knew question. you were going to ask me that. I knew you were going to ask me that. How did you know? I've seen your post. I've seen your post. Okay. Follow you online. Want you, I want you to write that out and then send me a picture as well so I can yeah. put it as a post. But my finishing question is, what do you do for self-care? You've got three fucking kids. Don't say that cold yeah. plunge out in the balcony because that's no, horrible self-care. No. <laughs> um, you know, 
I'm my days are so full. Like I'm I feel like sometimes I'm sleeping before my head hits the pillow. But I'm always doing something for others, mostly children, other people. And I think in that time it's thinking for me right now, at nine weeks postpartum for the nine week old baby, it's thinking like, okay, and me. So yeah. I'm making the kids breakfast and me. What's my breakfast? I'm getting the kids a snack and me. I'm organizing to go swimming tonight with, you know, or organizing an activity with the kids. Okay, and me. I get to participate or can I do something else? But like, and me. That's good. What am I doing? I like that. And me, because that's no, so I don't have time for the I don't have time right now for big elaborate moments of self care, like lots of time alone like time alone isn't gonna happen for me right now. Like okay, it's happening right now, like grand's out of walk with the little baby. Uh-huh. But you know, time even like this is 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 rare. Um so I know that time alone is not gonna happen. And that would be a big element of self care for me, like before the littlest came along, you know, my my others are five and a half and two and a half. So, you know, they can they can play themselves or they they'll be at grand's house or something like that or they'll be with dad and I know that I can get a little bit of time alone and that really does refill my cup yeah um but I've got a nine-week-old baby that I'm breastfeeding so I really can't be alone but I think self-care right now what it also looks like is just optimizing what I am doing so yes sleep is broken like yes I'm breastfeeding multiple times throughout the night but the sleep that I do get, how do I optimize that? So like making sure I'm staying in the dark, like I don't turn the lights on. I don't look at my phone when I'm feeding. I, we lie down when we're feeding during the night and I just close my eyes and hopefully go back to sleep. And so does he. And we, I mean, we co-sleep and breastfeed. And I know that that's not the case for everybody. So this is totally my experience. But, you know, yes, my sleep is broken, but how do I optimize what I am getting? Yeah, yeah, that's man. very good advice. Like, yeah, I might be absolutely knackered, but how do I optimize the time in the day, the short time in the day where I do have a bout of energy and he's asleep? How do I optimize that? Do some of so, your yoga and stuff like that, or is that not? not yeah, that? yep. Do mm-hmm. a little bit of yoga, a lot of mobility work at the moment, um, mm-hmm. a lot of core work, just like kind of rehab style core work at the moment always got my yoga mats right here it's always like rolled out next to the dining table so it's already good it's optimizing yeah keep it there it's good it's good you're like it's in it's realistic as well because it's relatable Mm. for women that's what they need in it i've huge questions about the line sleeping breastfeeding the baby but that's a new episode isn't it that's (laughs) what close sleeping and feeding but we're not getting into it I'm going to let you go because I want you to go and have like 10 minutes of your own time now. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on, mate. Thanks for having you. me. That flew by. flew by. I feel mm-hmm. like we were just talking for five minutes. So, I know. Um, but now yeah, go. thanks for having me. Go and lie down. Shut your eyes. Do not go out in that cold plunge. A mini nap. Go and relax. Self-care. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you, mate.